0: Father, we want to thank you, Father, for this morning. Once again, O oh Lord, thank you, thank you, Father, thank you, Jesus. Father, you're an awesome God. We worship you this morning. Plead the blood of Jesus over our lives. Father, a third day of the second month. You're being faithful. Father, even as the days go by, Father, I pray, Lord Jesus, that our hearts will not grow cold, will not become dull. But Lord our hearts will continue to burn as we have sung this morning that our love will not grow cold will not become like that um, that like the like, like that wicked servant who's, who's, who says my master is delaying his coming and he gets drunk father that we will always be sober will be vigilant father let that Edge that spiritual edge never become dull. Oh Father, let us not become dull in our senses. I pray, Father, that our spirits will become even more sensitive. Father, to your spirit, to your voice. We will never take any meeting for granted. We will understand that with every meeting, Lord, eternity lies in the balance. For these are opportunities that you give give to us that will never come back again. I pray, Father, that sense of urgency will always be in our hearts, O oh Lord, and in our minds, O oh Lord Jesus. Your word says be sober, be vigilant. Your word says be sober for the, for the, for the sake of your prayers. Jesus, enable us, enable us to stay, Father, focused. And even now, even as we come to the meditate, meditation of your word, let the f- passages that are familiar not make us, Father, uh disinterested but lord truly father quicken us this morning speak to us O Lord, for your word says man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of god therefore speak to us this morning and lord anoint us jesus to understand not the just not just the content but the intent of your heart this morning we thank you we praise you we give you glory for in jesus mighty name amen amen so this morning um, um are we there? Uh it's there. Okay. Uh title today's uh teaching is The Heart of the Matter is the Matter of the Heart. <laughs> okay, because we heard it in one of the sermons, I think some years back when Pastor was preaching about this. Um well, why? Because you know one of the things that we are constantly enjoined or exhorted is to guard our hearts. Proverbs four twenty-three, very famous. Let us look at that. Keep thy heart with all diligence. Now that's interesting. With not just diligence, with all diligence. That means make every effort. For out of it are the issues of life. And if you're a Britisher, are the issues of life. Okay. (laughs) Okay. And then the Amplified Translation gives um, uh, even more interesting rendering. It says watch over your heart hmm? what is that wow you see that's interesting isn't it it suddenly gives you a different picture keep your keep an eye on your heart <laughs> keep an eye on your heart with all diligent diligence from for from it flow the springs of life okay so very important um i'll ask to why should we do this and why how are we supposed to do this is something uh, we will look at today Gospel according to Mark chapter 7. Uh, Let's read a passage. Look at what it says. And he says, What comes out of a man defiles a man. For for from within, out of the heart of men proceed what? Evil thoughts. Uh, Are we okay? Yeah. Evil thoughts. Uh, adulteries, fornications, thefts, covetousness, deceit, lewdness, and evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. There are thirteen things. Okay, tera. Okay, the Thera have to die. Mm. All these things come from within. Now, where is that within? The heart. It comes from the heart. Okay, you just have to keep clicking. Okay, just. And most important thing is very interesting. For within the heart of men proceed evil thoughts. What come? Oh, now that's interesting. Now, uh, the word for evil is Poneros, from which we get the word Poneros evil one, which is Satan himself. And the th- and the, f- and the, the word for thoughts is disputings or reasonings. Okay. And these are the things which come from the heart. That is a deep down, the inner man, inside though. Remember, uh, Paul keeps saying, right? Even though our outward man is perishing, the inward man, and that word for inward is the same thing, within. Our inward man is being renewed day by day. But that inward man has to be very, very carefully, that is, which is born again, we'll talk about that, which is uh, born again of the spirit, he has to be carefully guarded. Guard your heart with all diligence. And especially which comes what comes what come from the heart evil thoughts all right so thoughts are not ne- just necessarily the in the mind i mean of course it's not very see these are not geographical locations in your in your body okay these are soulish this is it's like a it's it's of the soul and it's of the spirit so be very careful we're not talking about it we don't imagine a human ato- anatomy all right so these are something from deep down inside of us a real us who we really are Why am I vibrating? Is this because this is, this fellow is on? Check. Mm. Uh, Am I just normally like that? Okay. Uh (laughs) Alright, so from, this is important. So in, deep down inside of that person, that, that, that guy has to be really carefully handled as to how. And who best to understand that other than the word of God. Okay. Now, when we're talking about the Word of God, we're just not talking about the Word of God, the Word of God, we're talking about the person of Jesus Christ too. So, because the Word is the person, right? He himself. Look at what it says in Hebrews chapter 4. We know this verse is very well. Verse 12 onwards. For the Word of God is living and powerful, sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of the soul and the spirit, the joints and the marrows, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. You see that? everywhere, it's the, it's the heart. Hmm? So what, what do we need therefore in order to examine and guard our heart with all diligence? We need the word. No, it's just not the word. We need the living word. No, we need the rima. We need the word which is anointed by the Holy Spirit. We need the sharp penetrating. Uh, what do you say um sca- uh, surgeon scalpel if you would, uh, if you want to call it okay that is such as how sharp it has to be, so that we understand and discern our own thoughts because we know Jeremiah chapter seventeen says you know what it does it say the heart of man is desperately wicked okay so so is it thoughts it is the one who who literally tells us, you know, this is what you're what you're thinking deep down inside of our heart. Luke's gospel chapter 2. Look at what it says. This is talking about the child, this is talking about Simeon's prophecy when he prophesies over Jesus. This is what he says. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and the rising of many in Israel. Where? Not in the world. You did you understand this? And that's exactly what we've been looking at in this last uh, one year. It's been the falling and the rising of many in God's church in the Israel of God. And who's responsible? The child. <laughs> that child is responsible. This, this, what child is this? <laughs> is the song that we sing? <laughs> okay. This child is the one. Who is that? The living word, the very word of God. He is the one who literally sifted the whole church, even during the last one year. The many rose, many fell and this look at what he says Yes, a sword will pierce through your own soul also that the thoughts of ha huh, not minds the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed it is the it is the revelation of who Jesus Christ is which will cause the thoughts of many hearts to be revealed'll give you another example look at this. Luke's gospel chapter 5. When he saw their faith, whose faith? The guys who opened the roof and bring their friend down. Okay. The power of God. Remember, he was preaching that day and the power of God was available to heal them. And then they opened the roof and they lowered this man who was paralyzed. And when he saw their faith, he said to the man, he said to him, man, your sins are forgiven. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason saying they began to what? Reason, who is this? Now this is again, the, the very person Jesus Christ. Who is this? Who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sin but God alone? Your your reasoning is right. That means he should be who? Ah, God, Baba, simple. This man has been preaching to you. You know your own Nicodemus has said, uh, "If you are not, unless you are a man sent from God, nobody will be able to do these kinds of miracles." <clears throat> but when Jesus what perceived. Their thoughts, he answered and said to them, why are you reasoning in your, excuse me, excuse me. Okay, why are you reasoning in your hearts? Yeah, it's there, thank you. Okay, why are you reasoning in your hearts? Who caused it? The very living word, shh. Because this, I mean, started showing what is there deep deep down inside of their hearts. Luke's Gospel, chapter 9. This is his disciples, okay. Then dispute arose among them as to who should be the greatest. And Jesus perceiving... The thought of their heart. Who was perceiving it? Again, Jesus. You see the living word? Perceiving the thought of their th- th- thought of their heart, took a little child and set him by him and said to them, whoever receives this child in my name receives me. And whoever receives me, receives him who sent me. For he who is least among you will be the great. What was the thought of their heart? Who's greatest among them? Deep down this side of their competition is there. Who will be the greatest? Okay. After Pentecost, slowly that went, went away. Finally, Luke's Gospel chapter 24. This is after Jesus' resurrection. Now as they said these things, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said to them, Peace to you. But they were terrified and frightened and supposed that they had seen the Spirit and he said to them, Why are you troubled and why do you, why do what? Doubts arise where? In your heart. Okay. Don't worry about notes. I will give you this entire ppt to you. Guru Mukhaste Vidyala Bhete. Okay. Why are you troubled and why do doubts arise in your hearts? Behold my hands and my feet. Handle me for a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you have seen. And look at what it's, that's the reason why John's, John John will say in his epistle, the very word of God whom we have, Handled whom we have seen with our very eyes, whom we have heard with our ears, the very the life of God, the Word of God, whom we have handled him we declare to you, and this is the word that we have heard, what is the word? God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. why what does darkness do it dis it i mean what what does light do? it shows you what what is there deep down inside of your heart, you cannot run from him it is a it is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of his heart, and the Word of God lays everything bare and naked before you that is the reason why we come to the word of God so that we can examine our hearts and therefore get what you call uh, tools spiritual tools as to how to guard our hearts that is a that is the intention of today's teaching therefore what does he do when he said this, he showed them his hands and his feet, hands and his feet but while they still did not believe for, for joy and marveled, he said to them, have you any food here? So they gave him a piece of broiled fish and some honeycomb, and he took it and he ate it in their presence. And he said, these are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, uh, that all the things might be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. And he opened their understanding that they might know the scriptures. So this morning, let us see how we should guard our hearts. Let's go back to Mark, Mark chapter seven. Okay, from within the heart of men comes all these things: evil thoughts, murders, thefts, etc. All right. So how do you um, see it? No, I mean you, you see um, when you're talking about heart. Out of it comes all these. That means it's, just not, it's nothing but the fruit. Right? Matthew chapter 7 will say this. <coughs> Verse 15. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing but inwardly. That is deep down inside. They are ravenous fools. You will know them by their fruits. Okay? You will know them by their fruits. Basically. Okay? Uh, you have the works of the flesh. What are they? Adultery, fornication, etc. Now look look at this. What what comes from from the heart? Adulteries, fornications. I mean there are several adulteries by the way. It's not adultery. The work of the flesh is adultery. Here adulteries. What are the different kinds of adultery I was thinking? Fornications, murders, thefts. Okay, I mean, different types of the, uh, stealing. You know, remember, we recently we had a forward on GTC men's vape, Men's group. Somebody was stealing a professional thief in. So there are different kinds of thefts. Okay, there is uh, online theft. There is break in theft. There is character theft. Hmm? Thefts. Okay, there's plagiarism. <laughs> Idea thefts. Okay. <laughs> there is. Uh, Piracy theft, not uh, on the ships now, it is now online, they are all pirates only. (laughs) Okay, so there are different kinds of things, what are they, they are all of coming from, where are they coming from, they are coming from the heart, and it says the works of the flesh are these, what are they, adultery, fornication, etc., and then the fruit of the spirit is there, what is it, love, joy, peace, so where is it all coming from, in the heart. Matthew chapter twenty-three. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you are whitewashed tombs, which indeed appear beautiful outwardly, but inside are full of dead men's bones and uncleanness. Even even so, you are you also outwardly appear righteous to men, but inside are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. So first thing when we talk about the heart, the first thing we need is a new heart. That is the reason why what is uh in Isaiah, Psalm fifty one says a very interesting thing. It says, Create in me the word is bara. Bereshit bara Elohim. That is what Hebrew. I mean, Genesis one one. In the beginning, God created heavens and the earth. So, what is what is what is uh, Psalm fifty one saying? Lord, the way you created the new heavens and the new. I mean, the heavens and the earth in the beginning. The same creative power, please create in me a clean heart. What what kind of a heart? A clean heart and a renew a right spirit within me. Why? What we need. God has to give us a new heart. Now let let me tell you something. Uh, if you look at the entire Old Testament, okay, there are several words for heart in the Hebrew. Okay, uh, the word is lev or levav. Okay, uh, levav. The word levav interestingly occurs forty three times in one book in the New Testament. In the Old Testament, forty three times. Can you guess which book could it be? Thank you. Dr. Luke, you, you stole my heart. Mm. <laughs> you see, Deuteronomy, if you look at the entire book of Deuteronomy, it is a book about the heart. So when you look at, don't think it as a law. It's, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's Moses who's actually pouring out his heart. In, tel, in Telugu, it's very interesting. It's called Dvithya Upadesamu, means the second law, second teaching. He's giving them a teaching. He's telling that, he's giving the teaching to whom? To the desert babies. Literally, those people are going to inherit the promised land. And he's pouring out his heart. And he's telling them, Boss, the Lord your God will circumcise your heart. And his total study, if you look at the entire Deuteronomy, every chapter virtually will have the word heart, at least once mentioned. Okay, so if you want to do the study on the heart, it's a very good book. And it's interesting that the one book that Jesus quoted for sure, out of the many books that he quoted, when he was fighting Satan was from the book of Deuteronomy. Man shall not live by bread alone at chapter 8, thou shalt not put the Lord thy God to test, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only thou shalt serve. All these from the book of Deuteronomy. So the book of Deuteronomy itself gives you, uh so today we'll look at a few aspects from the book of Deuteronomy and look at the principles as to how we should guard our heart. Okay, Deuteronomy chapter 29 tells you the, re, the, the that we have to have a new heart. And who should give the new heart? God himself has to give a new heart. Look at what it says in Deuteronomy chapter 29 and verse number 4. Look at what it says. Yet the Lord has not, uh, 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 look at this. Yet the Lord has not given you a heart to perceive, and eyes to see, and ears to hear to this very day. That is the reason why we sing that song. Open the eyes of my heart. Okay, The eyes of your heart may be enlightened. It is the heart. And who should give that heart? God has to give that heart. Okay, because we know this, Jeremiah chapter 17, the sin of Judah. Look at what it says, Jeremiah chapter 17, verse number 1. The sin of Judah is written with a pen of iron. Where is it written? Uh-uh. With the point of a diamond, it is engraved on the tablet of their heart. Okay, our sin is, where? where is it engraved? It is engraved in the tablet of their heart. That is the reason why the entire book of Jeremiah, it uh, talks about, can an Ethiopian change its color? Can a leopard change its spots? Can you do good who are accustomed to do evil? What are you actually are disciplined to do evil? That's the word. limuth. The word in Hebrew is limuth. You guys are absolutely disciplined in what? Doing evil. Yeah, yeah, Like a young donkey or rather wild donkey accustomed to the wind. The word for accustomed is you are disciplined to the wind. You are so disciplined to do sin. And therefore, what should God give us? A a new heart, which he can disciple. (laughs) He can discipline. He can teach. You understand? So what has happened to the sin of Judah? The sin of Judah. Therefore, you know, let me tell you something. Salvation, therefore, is not a change of behavior alone. Not changing the external. It is something which is so transformative. It happens right deep down inside the heart of man. Okay. Unless that has happened convictions everything has to be established over here Uh, otherwise otherwise like Spurgeon says no Spurgeon's made a very interesting observation you know what he said he says uh just imagine imagine a reservoir okay which is full of water suddenly some somebody puts poison into the reservoir now what has happened to the reservoir it's what full of poison now you'll say how do we solve this problem baba okay let's do one thing let us change the taps let us change the pipes if you change the taps and the pipes, will the water change? No. Okay. Then similarly, all of our hearts have got a poison of bitterness. We have got Mara. And so what should happen to us? We should come to the cross, the foot of the cross, where the, where the Lord takes the cross and applies to our heart and He cleanses and washes us thoroughly. There are two cleansing agents in the Bible. What are the cleansing agents for cleansing agent number one? Water. Oh, sorry, fl- uh, blood, okay. It's the blood of Jesus Christ which will cleanse you from all sin. Second cleansing agent is water. Fire is a purifying agent, not cleansing. Okay. This only makes you clean, but fire purges and purifies. You understand? So the purifying agent, of course, is the Holy Spirit. He's, he's, he's going to stand like a refiner's fire and a fuller's soap. No, that is that is a different cleanse. So the two cleansing agents, the cleansing agents is a blood and the water. Okay, So so he says, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked who can know it. I, the Lord, search the heart, I test the mind, even to give every man according to his ways which accords for his with his heart by the way he's not looking at the ways but he's looking at his heart therefore christianity is not just changing behavior changing external circumstances and giving your children uh what you call christian education okay christian education is only going to make them informed pharisees unless there is a transformation deep down inside of their heart that they're convicted deep down inside of their heart that they're sinners It's not a change of behavior, it is a change of heart, from which comes the behavior. If you love me, you will keep my commands, you see. You need to have a new heart. And who has to give you that new heart? God has to give you. That's exactly what happens to Mr. Saul, 1 Samuel chapter 10. So it was when he turned his back to go from Saul, that God gave him another heart. And all those signs which came, uh, came to pass that day when he came there, uh, to the hill, there was a group of prophets to meet him. Then the Spirit of God came upon him and he prophesied among them. So he was given a new heart and he was given the Spirit of God as well. And he started prophesying. And then the second thing, once you are given a new heart, what should you do? You start, you have to start guarding. You remember what happens when Saul is being, uh, he is ordained as king or rather he's, uh, uh anointed as king. Some people, they're called as ch- children of Belial. What do they say? We don't want this fellow to rule over us. That's exactly what happens in 1st Samuel chapter 10. And Saul also went home to Gibeah and there went with him a band of men. There went with him a band of men whose hearts God had touched. But the children of Belial said, "He shall How shall this man save us? And they despised him and brought no presents. But he held his peace. What is he doing? He is guarding his heart. That's the reason why. Let the peace of God guard your hearts. Ah. Philippians chapter four, if I'm right. Let the peace of God guard your hearts. Okay, He's not allowing uh, anger. Oh, what do you think? Oh, you're not going to uh, give me presents. You're, you're not going to recognize that I'm your pastor now. In other words, okay, <laughs> he's held holding his peace. See, and then 1 Samuel chapter eleven. Look at what happens. And when the people and the people said to Samuel, this is what happens now uh, when he has this incredible victory against Nahash. Okay, he come, he, uh, defeats Nahash and there's a victory. And what happens? And the people said to Samuel, who is he that said, shall Saul reign over us? Bring the men that we may put them to death. And Saul said, they shall not be put to death this day, for today the Lord has wrought salvation in Israel. So what is he doing? He is guarding his heart. But, but it only happens till chapter number 11. And chapter number 12 is uh, Samuel's last speech to the children of Israel. From chapter 13, he's blowing his trumpet. You see, what has happened? He stops guarding his heart so what does who should give us a new heart God himself has to give us a new heart and that's exactly the reason why in Ezekiel chapter 36 he'll say for I will take you from among the nations like exactly what he has done to all of us from among the nations <laughs> literally <laughs> okay <laughs> gather you out of all countries huh? exactly he was running to different different countries he gathered you from there <laughs> right uh, Dr. Richard yeah I know <laughs> gathered you from all the countries you were down under I was on the other side okay I was up and above you are down and under <laughs> and God has gathered from uh, from this end to the, from the other end and he has brought us together. Then I will sprinkle clean water upon you and you shall be clean. I will cleanse you from your, your from your filthiness and from your idols. I will give you a new heart and I will put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and I will give you a heart of flesh. So what should you do? Guard it, Baba. Guard it, guard it, guard it, guard it. Don't ever, ever, ever. Um. Uh, let it get hardened, okay, in other words, we'll see that. Ezekiel chapter 36, I will put my spirit, verse 27, within you and cause you, what a beautiful word that is, I will cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my commandments and you will do. That is a a mark of a born again believer that he just not only listens to the word of God but he has got a heart in him to do. And one of the first thing that he does, you know what? He forgives from his heart. Just as Christ Jesus has forgiven, he also forgives others from his heart. Then you shall dwell in the land that I gave you to your fathers. You shall be my people and I will be your God. First thing you need therefore is a new heart. Okay, these are all simple truths we learned in different, different contexts, but just wanted to put it together. <clears throat> Second thing, how do we guard the? Once we get the new heart, how do we guard it? How do we guard it? Okay, let us look at the book of Deuteronomy itself to give us clues as to how we should guard our hearts. The first thing, let's read it together. Guard your heart in the fear of God. Guard your heart in the fear of God. Very important. Okay, If the fear of God is gone, gone, finished. It's Ichabod. The writing on the wall. You have been weighed and you have been found wanting. Your kingdom has been taken from you and has been given to the Medes and the Persians. Mene Mene Tekel Upar You see, one heavenly sentence equals to ten earthly sentences. Right? Apo. One heavenly sentence is equal to ten earthly sentences so if you spray for two hours in the with understanding how many sentences you make we don't know several sentences what about 20 minutes in the spirit so anyway uh, that is just aside all right guard your heart in the fear of God what was he doing he was enjoying wine in the um, from the from the goblets which were brought from the temple and daniel said your days are numbered so first thing guard your heart in the fear of god look at what it says in deuteronomy chapter 5 verse 29 look at this oh this is who god himself (laughs) i mean this is god i mean this is the heart of god right this is the heart of god through his servant um, moses oh that you know when, when we use the word oh right we never think that god ever uses that Oh no, okay, something like that, no? Jesus marveled, how can God marvel? Jesus marveled at the faith, he was ma- he mar- also marveled at unbelief, both. <laughs> hey, Papa, this is crazy, you can make your creator marvel. Anyway, the creator is taken by surprise, in other words. Oh, that they had, what? Such a heart in them that they would fear me, first thing such a heart to fear me and always keep my commandments but you know what it says in jeremiah chapter, chapter 29 till now they don't i have not given them out so unless god gives is not going to be possible but now you have to guard your heart in the fear of the lord and always keep just few no, all my commandments that it might be well with them and with their children for ever Because you're not just looking at a temporal, we are looking at eternity with God. So first thing, there should be a heart in us which would fear God. That is how we need to guard our heart. We should guard our heart in the fear of God. Fear of God. If the fear of God is gone, I'm telling you honestly, bro, this is, we look at, look all around, right? How so casual we are with sin. What would make our, our forefathers blush? We are absolutely comfortable. Right? What? We don't blush at sin anymore. We have lost the capacity to blush at sin. When did we see people really repenting, shedding tears that they have actually offended God? They will shed tears because things have gone bad with them. Oh, these people have done this to me. That, pe- that person has done this to me. I have lost my job. I have lost my career. I have lost my money. That is the reason why people are c- crying. But you will hardly, very rarely find people who are smitten in their hearts like David. It says, David's heart smote him. When he touched the, uh, uh, when he cut off the uh, rib, uh, sorry, the, the edge of uh, the Saul, uh, Saul's robe, it smote him. And, and he, David wept it, wept bitterly. Who wept bitterly? Peter wept bitterly. When was the last time when we shed tears because we have offended God? You read Daniel chapter 9, you will see how many times we have sinned, we have sinned, we have sinned, we have sinned. sinned. He is weeping, he he is having sackcloth and he is having ashes and he is making supplication to God. But this person is a righteous guy? When did we see? Fine people. See, we have lost the capacity in our in our in our days essentially. We have lost the capacity to blush at sin. We are accepting it as a norm, unfortunately. And what should we ask God? Lord, let the fear of God come back to the church. Why do people just let go of each other and don't continue in a covenant? Relationship? Because their hearts have been hardened. There's no fear of God at all. You hear all these things all happening all around. People have stood for the absolute anti-God platform and you have not even raised one word against it. What is the reason? Because you lost the fear of God. And what has crept into the church is the fear of man. And Jesus said, Do not fear those who kill the body, but have no authority over your soul. We have lost the capacity to blush at sin. That is the reason why we tolerate anything which comes on television, or anything come, which comes on the internet. We lost our innocence. Hmm. It, so it says, I, I remember what Pastor was telling us, No, Adam and Eve were naked and they, are, they were ashamed. Now we are naked, no shame. It's markable. Why? We have lost the fear of God. Simple. They had the fear of God at least. But what do we open? Like that guy, you know, during uh Phinehas's time. Openly doing debaucherous thing right in front of the eldership. See, why? And that's exactly what people do. Oh, they bring their girlfriends and their and their uh, um, whatever girl to church, and you know, and they're happily flaunting them in the church. See, it happens in many, many places. I've seen it with my own eyes. Because they have lost the capacity to blush. You know why? I'll tell you something. You have lost the capacity to blush because you do not have a high regard for the Word of God. Isaiah chapter sixty-six. Thus says the Lord: Heaven is my throne, yeah, and earth is my footstool. Where is the house that you will build for me? And where is the place of my rest? For all those things my hand has made, and all those things exist, says the Lord. But on this one I will look. Who's that? On him who is poor and of a contrite spirit, and who trembles at my word. He's scared. When, somebody's, when a word is spoken, boss, it scares him. I remember was when I was twenty-two years old, twenty-one years old. I was listening to Zach Poon and through the Bible, seventy-two messages. Boy, there was one word which just hit me. I started trembling. It was so powerful, and immediately I had to make a call and I had to apologize to somebody. You See, what have, what have, what has happened in the last days? We have become a people who stop, who have not trembled at God's word. We have lost the fear of God. We have lost the capacity to blush. And you know what God's heart is? What is it? Oh, (laughs) that they would have such a heart in them that they would fear me, that they would keep all my commandments for their own good. Understand that? Brothers, look at what it says in Proverbs chapter sixteen, verse six: By mercy and truth, what is purged? Iniquity is purged. You know, Tozer puts it very interesting. When a man is confronted by the cross, he sees a moral situation in him. He says, "What is a moral situation? A moral situation which is totally anti-God." And therefore, what he finds in that moral situation, he finds iniquity, <laughs> because it is not equal to the situation, moral situation of God. The standards of God. The cross is a standard of God. That is the reason why mercy and truth. Where have they kissed each other? On the cross. By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged and by the fear of the Lord, men depart from iniquity. So how do we depart from iniquity? You know, one of the, one of those sentences in our student's pledge it says i pledge allegiance to the bible this <laughs> god's holy word i will make it a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path i will hide its word in my heart so that i may not sin against god so what do we do psalm 119 verse 11 thy word have ahead. That is the only reason why we study the word of God. I mean, not the only reason, so I mean, one of the most important reason. See, God's give, God gives us promises. God gives us blessings. He, dis, he gives us all the things. But yeah, let me tell you something. All, in order for us to stay blessed, what did I say? Ah, in order for us to stay blessed, in order to stay, for us to stay delivered, what do we have to have? The fear of God. That, how do I have it? Thy word have I hid in my heart. That is the reason why uh, in if you look at the entire book of Proverbs, it says, if you hear my words and treasure my commandments within you. So it's like this, no? Uh, cash itna mila hai. Kahan par isko chupana chahiye? Tijori mein. Put it in the locker. Put it in the bank and hide it. And draw it when you need it. With your ATM card. Okay. Thy word have I hid in my heart, that I may not sin against God. I might not sin against Thee. Look at what it says in Proverbs chapter three. Several. It's a sets of two. You can see four sets of two. Hmm? My son, do not forget my law, but let your what heart keep my commands. For length of days and long life and peace they will add to you. Okay. Long life ka matlab you will not die before your time. Okay, So if you do not want to die before your time, let your heart keep your commands. And then let not mercy and truth forsake you. What should you do? Bind them around your neck. Why? Because by mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. By mercy and truth, Proverbs chapter 16 verse 6, six says, by mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. So it says, let not mercy and let not, not truth forsake you. Why? You have to be merciful to others so that you can continuously be under the mercy of God and let not Truth meaning what? Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Continuously confront yourself with the truth of the word of God so that you can change and have more of the deposit of the fear of God in your heart. Okay. In one of these days, we will study, maybe if God willing, we will study how what it means to understand God as a judge. Okay. You see, in every competition, whom should you please? The judges. There's one ultimate judge, it doesn't matter any earthly judge, that judge if you do not please, one day on that day it's called the Bema Seat of Christ. Let not mercy and truth forsake you, bind them around your neck. And what do you do? Write them on the tablet of your heart. You know Solomon was the one guy who was literally Proverbs is a new covenant book in the Old Testament. Write them on the tablet of your heart then you will find what favor and high esteem in the sight of god and man you know we all need favor right we all need favor so how do you find favor let not mercy and truth forsake you okay bind them around your neck write them on the tablet of your so you'll find then what was verse 5 and 6 trust in the lord with some of your heart all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding it's a competition in all your ways, acknowledge Him. He will direct your paths. And verse seven and eight, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. It's, it's, in KJV uses a word, uses a very interesting word. It will be health to your navel and marrow to your bones. Okay. So whenever they do blood transmission, they do bone marrow transmission. Okay, if you want to constantly have nice blood flowing through your veins, you should have what? Nice marrow. That is what? The fear of the Lord. What is it? The fear of the Lord. Okay, and let me tell you something. This is again something which God gives. Who gives? God gives. Let me show you. Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 38 onwards. They shall be my people, and I will be their God. Then I will give them one heart and one way. The word is, one heart, meaning a singleness of heart. That is the reason why the psalmist keeps on praying. Lord, uh, unite my heart to fear yes. your name. It's, it is is eleven psalm, right? So, then I will give them one heart, and one way, meaning, they'll be absolutely concentrated in that one way. They're not distracted. Excuse me. Then I... <clears throat> One heart and one way, that they may fear me forever, for the good of them and their children forever. And I will make an everlasting covenant with them, that I will not turn away from them uh, for doing good. But I will put, what? My fear, where? In their hearts. So that they will not depart from me. Thy word have I hid in my heart. So that I will not depart from Him. So, how does the fear of God come into our hearts when we constantly keep receiving by the receiving the Word of God by faith? There is a deposit of the Word of God that keeps happening into our heart and keeps uh, uh, so our hearts it gets filled up with the Word of God. The deposit of the Word of God, and what happens is that there is an increase in the fear of God and the reverence of God for God. But I will put my fear in their hearts, so they will not depart from me. And again. 1 Peter chapter 1. Is, is, is this only an Old Testament concept? No. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 17. And if you call on the Father, who without partiality judges according to each man's works, conduct yourselves throughout the time of your stay. The word is pilgrimage, stay, stay meaning when you when you go on pilgrimages you stay in uh, lodges or hotels. Okay, hotels are not a permanent place, even though you like them and you put uh, a grading on Trip Advisor etc. Hmm? about uh, throughout the time of your stay here in fear in how in fear knowing that you were redeemed with not with corruptible uh, things like gold and silver but by the incorruptible the precious blood of christ okay as of a lamb without me. so what is, is is even a new testament thing how should you live the rest of your life in fear knowing that your father is the one who is going to judge you how Without partiality, he's my father. Oh, I can just go and hug him. And I'm... No, no, no. That day is going to be different. He will just embrace me. No. If you have not lived your life in fear on this side of eternity, I'm fear of God and not practiced holiness and righteousness and the fear of God on that side. You see... Think about this, no? Fear of God is the constant in our life, is the only thing which will keep us. It's just not the love of God. It's the fear of God. Okay, love of God will make us serve Him. It's the fear of God which will make us. That is the reason why the fear of God is dash. What is it? Clean and... Huh, excuse me? Fear of God is clean, pure, okay. Psalm 19. Homework. Fear of God is clean. Let me complete it for you. Enduring forever. Mm. What will keep you till all eternity is the fear of God. Okay, did you understand? Okay, so what about his son? Hebrews chapter 5, we know this very well. Who in the days of his flesh when he offered up prayers and supplications with vehement cries and tears to him, who was able to save him from death and was heard because of his Godly fear. Okay. So first thing, fear of God is a gift. Second thing, fear of God has to be constantly taught. Why is it fear of God is a gift? Because he said he's going to give us a heart and he will put his fear inside of us. Second thing, even though it is a gift, you have to constantly keep practicing it. It has to be taught also. Your heart has to be taught the fear of God. He said that, that is the reason why it's in one of the Psalms. He says, come my dear children, I will teach you the fear of God. Okay, now how, how should it be taught? Not by the commandments of men, but by the commandments of God. Okay, look at how it, look, look at how it, how it should be taught. Isaiah chapter 29. Look at, look at what it says in Isaiah chapter 29 and verse 13. Okay. Therefore the Lord said, inasmuch as these people draw near me with their mouths and honor me with their lips, but have removed their hearts far from me, And their fear toward me, it's very interesting, their fear toward me is taught by the commandment of men. Mm. That means, the fear of God has to be taught. But the problem here is, the fear of God is not being taught by the commandment of God, it is being taught by the commandment of men. So let us understand, how do we differentiate between the commandment of God and the commandment of men? Okay, so let us see. Mark's Gospel, chapter 7. Let us go back to the same place where we started. Mark's Gospel, chapter 7. Now the Pharisees and the scribes have come to him. Then the Pharisees and scribes asked him, Why do your disciples not walk according to the tradition of the elders, but eat bread with unwashed hands? He answered and said to him, Well did Isaiah prophesy, Same thing He's talking, "Hmm, Of you hypocrites, as it is written, that this people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Now, look at this. When he's saying far from me, what is he talking about? Is he talking about distance? What is he talking about then? He's close to my heart. Means what? David as a man after my own heart means what? Ah, see, it means, it means, David had a heart like God. It is the nearness of likeness, not the nearness of distance. He said nearness of, we have been made in the image of God. Now, he is far from me means what? (laughs) My image is not even found there. (laughs) If I do an autocorrelation function, I'm definitely, I'm going to find... Empty space. It's so far gone from me. It is not a nearness of distance. It is a nearness of likeness. You're not like me anymore. You've gone so far from me. That is the reason for what happens over a period of time, two people, one could be walking with God and the other could be walking, not walking with God. What happens over a period of time, they could be staying in the same house, but they are not thinking alike. You know why? Because they have grown apart. Where? In their hearts. Enoch walked with God and his heart became like God and he became like God. God said, come on, let's go home now. Your home is anywhere far. We have walked so long. Okay, understand that. So he says, this people honors me with their lips, but their heart is what? Far from me. And it says, and in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. For laying aside the commandment, so it was 8. For laying aside the commandment of God, they hold on to their tradition. They lay aside the commandment of God and they hold on to their tradition. Now let's see, he gives an example. The washing of pitchers, cups, uh, uh, other things they do. He said them, all too well you reject the commandment of God that you may keep your tradition. Look at it, he gives an example. Four, four, four. for. Moses said, honor your father and mother. And he who curses father and mother, let him die. Let him be put to death. That is the intensity of the command. And verse 7, verse 11. But you say, ah, this is what the commandment is saying, but you are giving it is your own interpretation. It is not God's interpretation. It is your own interpretation. If a man says to his father and mother, whatever profit you might have received from me he is korban. Kurban kar diya, no? in in in, in Kurban means sacrifice then he no longer then you no longer let him do anything for his father and mother making the word of god making the word of god no effect through your tradition which you have handed down and many such things you do god's word says this but you say Some, somebody also said the same thing ah look at what it says in matthew chapter 5 You have heard it was said in the days of old. You shall not murder and whoever murders will be in danger of judgment. But I say, not you say, I say, you know what it is? This is the content of the law. Let me tell you what the intent is. What are you doing? This is the content of the law. You're removing the intent completely. So what happened? Your fear of God has been taught by a lesser standard. Why do people don't fear the fear of fear God anymore? Because the standards have been reduced and reduced and reduced, so that we can accommodate more and more people in the kingdom of God. It's not going to happen, my dear brothers and sisters. And it's an unjust weight and unjust uh, scales and balance. Remember, I remember one time uh, several years back. Uh, Them set "When we had, we, we, if we get six thousand rank, you don't even qualify." 6,000 rank means, oh my goodness, very bad. Gee, best Westfellow. That's how they used to look at us. 2,000 rank, ah, oh, you'll get some civil engineering somewhere. Ah, child, you go and do some construction business. That's how they used to look at us. No, 6,000 rank? There are more number of seats left. Less number of people qualify m exams. So what do they do? They reduce the cutoff. The cutoff those days was 100 out of, let's say, 150 to qualify and i said you should get 100 out of 150 otherwise you don't even qualify you don't even get a rank <laughs> now what has happened no no so many number of seats have increased so what do we do these people are also doing something they are trying to increase the seats in heaven god has already turned the lamb's book of life you don't you cannot add there in fact is actually erasing quite a few He's he is not adding seats he is ah, removing seats and he is also telling his own church, if you do not do this, I will also remove you from the book of life. What are we doing? Busy adding. What has happened? We have reduced the standards of God to accommodate more people. How is it possible, my dear brothers? No wonder we are in such a, such a pathetic state as a, as a church at large, because we do not have the backbone to stand to the wiles of the wicked one. We do not have the ballast inside of us, the spiritual ballast inside of us to stand and say, you know what, I fear God and because I fear God, I don't have to fear any man. You see, you reduce the standards lowered and lowered, lowered and lowered. That's the reason why it says, if any one of you, don't think that I've come to abolish the law. No, 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 no. I've come to not abolish, the, to fulfill the law. How did he fulfill the law? For dying on the cross for our sins. And thank eternal, eternal, he gave an infinite check to balance for our sins. We owe an infinite debt to God. An infinite debt to God. And what has, God, what, has, he has, what, has he, what has he done? He has given us an open blank check on the cross and he has paid for all of, all of us. How dare we reduce the intensity of the word of God and the requirements of the word of God. What have we done? We have, re- you have removed the intent completely and we have replaced it with the, with the commandments of men, the traditions of men. That is the reason why I like the man of God who said, if you are taking from the altars of the past, don't take the ashes, but take the fire what we take we take the traditions and we forget the forget the fire we take the ashes and forget the fire but i say to you what do i say the law says don't murder i say to you if you're angry with your brother ooh, which will cause us more fear tell me oh legalist no this is not legalism this is the one which really causes fear But I say to you, whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. Matthew chapter 5, then he says, you have heard it was it was said of old, said to those of old, okay? Said to those of old, okay? You were said to those of old. That means we are not in the old covenant anymore, we are in the new covenant. Baba, update karo system. Abhi bhi dot matrix printer pe tum kaam kar raho. You shall not commit adultery, but, I, not you say, Oh, those, those fellows said no, uh, can we divorce our wife for any reason? You fellows, even before the law was given, God made one man, one woman. And why did Moses ask us to give us a certificate of divorce? Because of the hardness of your heart, you fellows, that's what he says. What are you doing? You are reducing. And if any man divorces his wife for any other reason other than adultery, what does he do? He commits adultery. What have, we, what have we done? We have reduced the standards. So now People just talk about anything so flippantly. They don't even know what they are talking. You know why? Because we have reduced the standards. We have accommodated sin. We have reduced our standards, we have accommodated it so that we can appease. But I say to you that whoever looks at a woman bah, to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. So, you know, what? I remember when I was teaching this in IT. okay, it happened to me that I taught this in IT. It is a strange coincidence. My students who took my course, their eyes popped out of their sockets. They were looking at the word of God like this. They all, some of them were under conviction. I said, how many of us have watched item numbers on uh, on uh, movies and have not lusted after the woman? And everybody was like, suddenly, you know, when the spirit of God comes over there in the word of God, and the anointing of the, everybody's heart gets convicted. You know that? Whoever is without sin, cast the first stone. And what happens from the oldest to the youngest, everybody was smitten in their heart. Remember? Who who left first? The oldest left. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) You see, they're all smitten in their hearts. You know why? The standards of God has to be upheld so that people come under conviction. And therefore, what happens, what is genuine, true repentance. You have not taught the fear of God. Come, my children, let me teach you the fear of God, he says. David, The fear of God is the beginning of knowledge. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of God is the ABC of the Christian life. And that is not happening. Then it is not going to really help us. Looks at a woman to lust for her, has already committed adultery with her where? Ah, that is the reason why we have to what? Guard a heart. Therefore he says, if you are right, I causes you to sin. should you do? Pluck it out and cast it from you. For it is more profitable for you (laughs) that one of your members perish than for whole body to cast into hell. And then and if your right hand causes you to sin, cast it off. For it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell. That is the reason why Matthew chapter 10 verse 28, we know this very well. And do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who will be able to destroy both body and soul in hell. Who is he telling this to? To the disciples. To whom he is sending to speak to the lost tribes of Israel and to preach the gospel to them. And he is telling them, do not fear those who are able to kill the body. He's telling the disciples. Matthew chapter 5, verse 25, verse 23. Again you have heard it was said of those of old. You shall swear, not swear falsely, but shall perform your oaths to the Lord. But let your yes be yes and your nay be nay. Those days, once one, once then one fellow gives his handshake. It's as good as a word. I've seen old movies. Alfred Hitchcock movies, no? The guy goes into the, into the bank. And uh, there's one guy with his resume over there. He says, yes, I'm applying for a bank loan. Uh, and he says, show me your resume. And he shows him his resume. And he says, oh, you're a very good engineer. Uh, I'm going to employ you. Uh, and he just gives him a shake hand. That's it. He's husband is as employed. That's it. One shake hand is enough. Convicts me a lot, okay. I <laughs> will come, okay. okay. Okay, I'll buy you, I'll buy you. Don't make promises like that. Let your yes be yes, let your no be no. And he says, whatever proceeds is, other than this comes from the who? From the evil one, from the poneros. My goodness, understand this. That is the reason why? Let the fear of God guard your hearts. If you want to garrison your heart, put the fear of God around it. There should be like a shield around you. You have heard it was said, an eye for an eye, <laughs> a tooth for a tooth. <laughs> I tell you, do not resist. Pa, how much this is, No, how much our blood boils to give back. Peter comes and says, pa, pa, God, Jesus, Master, how many times should I forgive this fellow? Seven times is okay. After that, can I give him two? I remember, no pastor was talking about uh, uh, those fellows who were baptized with their swords, uh, with their hands up, uh, with uh, with their hands outside the baptism time. I remember this uh, pastor talking about uh, this young man who came to be baptized in his in his baptism time, Pente- Pentecostal brother. So he went into the waters of baptism, um, and uh, this this young man also came uh, into the waters of baptism, and uh, he was standing with his hand like this. And the pastor was thinking that maybe he was telling, praise the Lord. Okay, brother, praise the Lord. No problem. Now you can put your hand down. He said, no, 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 pastor. I have to hit somebody with this hand. Let let my rest of the body be baptized. Just leave this alone. And you know what pastor said? Please, the whole body, please go out. (laughs) Because half and half, half plus half does not become one. You are whole or nothing. See, you're so angry, we want to give back. You know, so many times and it's so difficult for us. Jesus Himself said, Is it easy to say, pick up your mat and walk, or is it easy to say your sins are forgiven you? Which is more easy to say, pick up your mat and walk. Because it's very difficult for you to extend forgiveness to those people who have whom you have known have wronged you when you have actually intended right to them. Very difficult. It's traumatic actually. <laughs> It's traumatic, but God says you have to do it. What is happening? What is happening? Unless you show mercy, you will not obtain mercy. And He calls that servant. What kind of a servant? Who doesn't show kindness to the other person? A wicked servant. What? Uh, not serpent. Servant. Yeah, he's servant. Anyway, wicked servant. Put them into the. Put him into the jail and cast him to the tormentors. And God said, he has broken the middle wall of separation. What has happened? We are actually building more and more walls. Instead of coming together in truth and in unity, in spirit and in love. But whoever slaps you on your right cheek, turn the other cheek also. Wow. Easy. If anyone wants to sue you <laughs> and, take, and take away your tunic, let him, let him have your cloak also. I mean, Though in in US and Canada, if you do not write on the coffee cup, attention, it is hot. And if you go and touch the coffee cup and your hand gets burned, you can sue Starbucks. You know that? Yeah, that is the reason why attention, it is hot. Attention, the floor is wet. Because, if because you know, you, right? In, even in Australia, in Canada, I saw it. I was wondering, in India, nobody cares. They just wipe. You fall, also nobody cares. Uh, there, there, you have to mop the floor and you have to put attention. It is hot. Attention, it is wet. In in French, français, attention chaud. The first word I heard, I mean, first sentence I learned in in French when I went to Canada. Attention chaud means hot. Coffee is hot. Handle, otherwise your hands will get burned and please don't come after our lives. I've already warned you. And we are not uh, responsible if your hand gets, uh, hands get uh, hot. So here what is God saying? If he sues you, it's difficult, Baba. If it's difficult, otherwise God is saying, I'm going to sue you. Not that we, not that we should become doormats. No, no, no. I'm not talking about that. When there is a righteous, just cause, we have to stand for righteousness. He's not talking about that. Okay, when we are persecuted for righteousness' sake, okay. okay. And whoever compels you to this, there are there are limitations, and I'm not going to go into the limitations. But you get the principle over here. The principle is the principle of forgiveness from your heart, and that shows that you dash God, love God, no, fear God. You know why? Because I want to have mercy. Let, let me extend mercy. Otherwise, I will not get mercy. So what is happening? <laughs> I want to obtain mercy from God, therefore I fear him and therefore I show mercy. Otherwise we will become Lakshmii. All your servants will run away from your house. Okay. No, I I don't have a problem with servants, okay? I, I have a problem with servants who keep on like asking for a raise when they don't deserve it. Okay, but that's okay. That's a different... <laughs> genesis chapter 22 let's read how do we know we fear god but the angel of the lord called to him from heaven who's this abraham 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 and he said here i am he's always in the posture here i am here i am posture if you want that is one thing he learned here i am here i am here i am god that is called we call as Samuel posture it is not the french posture it is a samuel posture it is not the Vivekananda posture, it is the Samuel posture, Samuel posture okay? Shmuel, if it's in, in the Hebrew, that's the posture. Here I am God, available. Okay, I am here to do your will, your will is my command. Here I am. And he said, do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know that you? How, how, do you, how do we know that we fears God? Because he obeyed, which day? That day. Circumcised your family. On the same day. Not tomorrow. Tomorrow the, ha- the heart will change. That's exactly what happened to Moses. Okay, tomorrow I'll convince Zipporah. Tomorrow I'll convince Zipporah. Tomorrow I'll convince Zipporah. Tomorrow I'll convince Zipporah. Forty years he tried to say, next year, next year, next year, next year. Gershom also became 40 years now. And on the way to Egypt, (laughs) it's a stunning statement. God called him, God commissioned him and God wants to kill him now. What is the lesson that Moses learned? Ah, fear God. You are a husband of blood to me, she said. (sighs) Okay, the very day. We know that we fear God when we obey instantaneously. Okay. It's called speed of light. Obedience. What, what like, what obedience? Ah, speed of light obedience. And if you also want to, it signal We scold, uh, airtel towers. But God is saying, Baba, your tower is completely gone from my, from my, uh, from my vicinity. I don't even know, you're putting your mo- mobile and switch off only. Now that I told you, ah, mobile switch off, I don't know, I didn't hear from God. See, Instantaneous. He tells me, I obey him. Tells me, I obey him. He go, heard, heard from his father the whole night. We remember pastor's favorite, favorite was March, Mark's gospel chapter 1 verse 35. He says, the whole night he prayed and he heard from God, not, not this town, go to another town. Immediately, instantaneous obedience. He heard he obeyed. He heard he obeyed. There was, it was like a continu, an absolute continuity in the spirit between God and the son, the father and the son. That is the fear of God. The fear of God is clean, enduring forever. How do you get saved? By the fear of God. Do you know that? (laughs) You didn't know this? James chapter 2. Likewise was not Rahab the harlot Also justified by her works when she received the messengers and sent them another way. And what did she send her messengers? Said to to the messengers, we have heard what your God has done and our hearts have melted with fear. Baba, we know your God is a true God. Please, I also want to be saved. Obedience. Don't let the fear of God. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers. Look at what it says in Jehovah chapter 29. And so it may happen. When he hears the words of this curse, that he blesses himself in his heart. (laughs) Where where, where does he bless himself? In his heart. (laughs) Saying, I shall have peace, even though I follow the dictates, or the other translations, the imaginations of my own heart, as though the drunkard could be included with the sober that means, in your analysis, drunkard, sober, same category. Actually, you give more benefits to the drunkard than to the sober. Oh, your poor fellow is drunk. Hello. <laughs> you are the people who put darkness to light and light to darkness. You call bitter, sweet, sweet, bitter. You you are the people who call sin iniquity and you call iniquity sin. Because you know why? you lost the fear of God. Even though I follow the dictates of my own heart. Whatever your heart is saying to do, do it. That's exactly the dialogue we find in movies. What does your heart say? My husband has become old. Now I'm in love with this man. Follow your heart. You adulterer. And we romanticize it. Oh, we put it in romance and we say, Oh, you should not condemn them. Every man has got his right on his own private life. What he does in private doesn't bother at all, what he does in public. And what do you want? Utopia. Who wants it utopia? All these fellows who are divorced multiple times. Your theory is not working in your own family. And you are looking for a utopia. Socialistic utopia. And what is your personal life? MS. The dictates of your own heart. As though the drunkard could be included with the sober. And look at what he says. The Lord would not spare him. For the anger of the Lord and his jealousy would burn against that man and every curse that is written in the book would settle on him and the Lord would blot out his name from under. Amen. That means he is going to lessen your number there in the book of life. Finished. Over. What is the new new covenant equivalent of this? Anybody knows? Do not be deceived. Galatians chapter 6. God is not mocked, mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to the flesh will reap corruption of the flesh. But he who sows a spirit will also of the spirit reap everlasting life. Let us therefore not grow in doing good. For in due season we will reap. If we do not lose heart, First lesson, therefore. How do you guard your heart? Guard your heart in the love of God, in the fear of God. Thank you so much. Next. Guard your heart in the love of God. Second. Okay. Deuteronomy chapter 6. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is, the Lord is one. you shall love. It's a commandment, by the way, not a suggestion. How can somebody command? It says, "I command you that you should rejoice." See, see in the Old Testament, all is command, okay? But in the New Covenant, you have a heart; you will rejoice, even without, without a command. That's the reason why there's a beautiful proverb. Or, uh, Proverbs chapter seventeen, verse twenty-two. I mean, of course, you can't turn seventeen twenty-two. Says, "A merry heart." is like a medicine broken spirit what does it do it crushes the bones a merry heart okay here o israel the lord our god the lord is one you shall love the lord your god with all of your heart uh uh-huh with all your soul and with all your strength by the way see you need to understand there's a strong connection between the fear of the lord and the love of god no man who fears God does not, um, every man who fears God loves God. It's a necessary condition. Okay. If you fear God, you will love God. On the other hand, if you don't fear God, it doesn't matter. I don't even know whether you love God. Okay. You will not recant because you fear him and you love him also at the same time yesterday I was listening to Spurgeon bah, only Spurgeon can can come up with these incredible examples though so this there was this peasant in uh, one of those uh, places in England uh, where the church was getting persecuted I mean the 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 the, the mainline church was persecuting the other people who were preaching the true gospel and this peasant was going to be burnt at the stake I think it was in Switzerland. I think it's in Switzerland. Okay, so the peasant uh, is asked to recant. He doesn't recant, and uh, all kinds of charges are brought against him. you have done this against the church. You have done this against the church. And the judge says, "You have to be burnt at the stake." Okay, the judge says, "You have to be burnt at the stake." So now they put the uh, put the thing the man on the pyre, and I asked him for the last wish, and he says, "I want to talk to the judge for one last time." In Switzerland, apparently, the judge has to be present when the execution is taking place. So the judge refuses. He says, I don't want to come. But he keeps on insisting, no, my last wishes, I want to speak to the judge one last time. So the judge comes to him and he comes close to this guy who's going to be burnt to the stake. And he looks at the judge and he says, I'm going to put my hand on your heart. And you put your hand on my heart. Let us see whose heart is beating fast. And that man is a guilty party. And it looks at him and he says, I love my God so much. And I fear him so much. I'm never going to recant. And my heart is at peace. Do you think the judge said, okay, put your hand on my heart? No way. He asked him, burn him immediately. And they burned him. You see, you know why? He loved God and he feared God. Both. Second Thessalonians chapter 5. Okay, uh, you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart. Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 4 and 4 to 6. You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul and with all of your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your what? Heart. Again, the word of God and the love of God. You see that? <laughs> so if you want to have a heart which is full of the fear of God, we should be full of the word of God. That is the reason why whether let the word of Christ dwell in you. No, not, uh, uh, what do you say, miserly, richly. Okay, spoil yourself, in other words, with the word of God. Okay. That's what the people say. No, you spoil yourself, pray. go for a vacation. Spend lavishly upon yourself. Eat as much as you want. Oh, no. Nobody will say uh, with, the level of, uh, uh, with, the, with the word of God like that. No, that's exactly what we have. What has happened during the lockdown for sixty-five days? What we have done? We have given you lavishly from the word of God. We spread a table full of fat food, which are slowly digesting now. <laughs> you see that? And these words which I command you today shall be. In your heart, so you know what the prayer has to be second Thessalonians chapter three verse five everybody should know this okay may the Lord direct your hearts where into the love of God into the love of God like the faith of Christ it is the love of God and into the patience of Christ that means you should have the love of God and how do you know that you have love of God? love is patient, love is kind. Yes, essentially it is love, it's patient with Christ, basically. When are you coming? When are you coming? When are you coming? When is the problem going to, going, to, going to get solved? Still have some work in you. If I solve the problem right now, you'll go with the problem. You'll take the solution and go into the world. I have to bring you to a point wherein the solution will not, not at all be an issue with you. I will be the issue. Okay. Direct your hearts into the love of God and into the Patience of Christ. So, what should we do? We should come against every love stealer. Whoever is trying to steal our hearts, come against that fellow. And who is that fellow? 1 John chapter 2. Do not love the world. Why? Because the whole world, huh? isn't the sway, the enemy has made the world, has swept the world off its feet. has deceived you. It's like, you know, God is it's like literally begging with Israel. What iniquity have your fathers found in me? That they have run after other gods and they have become, become vain. What iniquity? It's a, it's a cry of a lover. a song. God, only one person who can sing a Behavah song. That is God him, God only. No other can sing a Behavah song. Because he is the one who completely loved out of a true heart. Devon Devadas, useless fellow. In India. Yeah, only one person whose heart is broken because he loved his wife with all of its all of his heart. And therefore he says, Do not love the world or the what in the world? Things, Baba. Things. Hold on to things loosely. Money, prestige honor. Somebody recently call, invited me for one youth conference. He wants my picture and my title. Now this is a big headache for me. It is a sankarsh. I have to call him and say, Pastor, why do you need my title? Why do you need? You know, sometimes I feel like Balam also. Oh, maybe I should. Then people, more people will come to the, no, 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 no. See. So, for all the all that is in the world, say that, all, all. <laughs> it is not some things which are in the world, everything in the world has been contaminated by the spirit of the poneros, of the evil one. It is under the sway of the evil one. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the father but is of the world. And if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. And the world and its passions, the world is passing away and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. Therefore, he says in Genesis chapter, James chapter 4, You adulterers and adulteresses, know you not, that friendship with the world is enmity. In other words, you know what? Lord, my devotion is completely your, you. How do I know it? How do I know that I love my God completely? Perfect. Ah, love casts out all fear. Now, you know what? There's a tremendous fear of loss for all of us. How do we overcome the fear of loss? By love. You see, when we love, no loss is loss. In fact, it says, all my loss is gain, says says Peter, says Paul. Whatever I could gain in the world, I counted as dung, so that I may gain Christ. In fact, I'm more smarter than you, you fellows. He says, "You think that you are you are smarter than me. I am actually more smart than you. You are only looking at temporal, I am looking at the eternal rewards." So, Deuteronomy chapter twenty will show us how do we know that our how how can a love be, love be tested? Deuteronomy chapter twenty, verse two onwards. So it shall be when you are on the verge of battle. <laughs> ah, now battle is generally not just battle of the, the enemies. Think about it in, in 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 New Covenant terms. The battle is always there's a battle in your heart for every decision there's a fight there's an argument okay. for, for for example for me when i was called to full time ministry it was a huge battle oh my goodness the kind of battle that i had okay so many so many you know it says uh, fears uh, sorry doubts without fears within something like that is equivalent to that i l- wanted to serve god but i wanted to serve my way <laughs> You see, all kinds of, this was a huge battle. Look at what it says. So, it shall be, when you are on the verge of a battle, that the priest should approach and speak to the people. And he shall say to them, Hear, O Israel, today you are on the verge of battle with your enemies. And we have three enemies, the world, the flesh and the devil. Hmm? We do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Do not let your heart grow faint. Why? Your heart will grow faint only because you are you are fearful of loss. Do not be terrified, do not be uh, do not be afraid, and do not tremble or not be terrified because of them. So he uses so many uh, adjectives: faint, afraid, tremble, terrified. Okay, you can do a word search, and what does what these four words mean? Okay, faint, afraid, tremble, and terrified. It starts with faint. So for, suddenly you hear a, a news. What happens? That fellow <laughs> faint. Remember no, suddenly when shocking news comes, huh? they faint in movies, suddenly that he faints off, something like that happened, okay, okay, so some loss has come, faint, hmm? do not faint, do not be afraid, do not tremble, do not be terrified because of them, for the Lord your God is with you, he goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to save you, so he's going to save you from the flesh, he's going to save you from the devil, he's going to save you from the power of the world, but, 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 but. look at what it says. Then the officers shall speak to the people saying, What man is there who has built a new house? Ah, <laughs> and has not dedicated it. Just know I bought a flat. I have to pay EMI. E- okay. So much of money for, for EMI. Full-time ministry, who's going to pay EMI? I'm just telling you, okay, I'm giving you examples. (laughs) Your equivalent, your situation, whatever it is, you can, you can, you can, uh, in full-time ministry, no EMI, live by faith. By food and raiment, be satisfied. I will take care of the roof on your head. You will keep on moving. You literally be living in tents. So travel, light. Right? No, I built a house i also called pastor james to a dedicated housewarming okay take your pastor do housewarming he will not come take the assistant okay <laughs> huh? let him go return to his house lest he ah die what do you love then you love your life okay if you love your life more than me, you'd, you're you not worthy of me. Okay. Also, who has planted a vineyard and has not eaten of it? That means recently only Amazon stocks have become from $200 to $1,000. And uh, market research says in the next few months, it's going to be $1,500. You're asking me to sell everything and give it to the poor and come and follow you. Sorry. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I did not sign up for this. No, 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 no. I don't want to be dependent upon you, anybody in the ministry. I will put it as a fixed deposit and I will not be ha ah, hello, thank you. I know. I know you very well. Also, what man is there who has planted a vineyard and not eaten a vineyard? Let him go. Return to his house. Lest he you see again the point, I die over here. And all is the issue of the Let your heart not faint, no? In other words, that fellow is thinking, why is he fainting? If I die, somebody is going to go into my house, faint. If I die, somebody is going to take my stock, faint. Then, what man is, was betrothed <laughs> to a woman <laughs> and has not married her? Let him also return to his house. Let's see. Are you, my girlfriend? In the battle, this fellow die and somebody else will marry her. Oh, I can't take that. No way. I can't imagine her in another man's man's arms. Hello. (laughs) I told you, no. The heart of the matter is the matter of the heart, Baba. Luke's Gospel, Chapter 14. Now, great multitudes. Who is there to fight 32,000 fellows came. Great multitudes, Luke's Gospel chapter 14 verse 25. Went with him and he returned and he, re- and he turned and said to them, all you fellows who are coming, if anyone comes to me and does not, does not love him less Gadu. In other words, if you want to love them, you have to actually hate them first. What a paradox. This is Christianity 101. If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father, mother, ah, wife, children, brothers, sisters, yes, his own life, which includes new house, new stock, new wife. He cannot be my disciple. Rules of engagement, very clear. And whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot. The word for cannot is Edunami means you are powerless to be my disciple. What says the Peter? See? So what do you think? Guard your heart in the love of God. May the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God, and into the patience of Christ. In other words, if you are not sold out for God as husband and wife, sold out for God, sold out completely, you should always ask, okay, I am not saying that you should not save money. No. You should save money. You should not be a spendthrift and have nothing. You should be wise in terms of but you should come to a point where you should be able to say lord my dependence is not upon that today if you ask me to give it completely i will give it away if you ask the point is you can dare god but god knows if i if if he asks you'll faint (laughs) so (laughs) so so he says not not yet my dear brother not yet not yet a little more circumcision has to take place and one day you will come to that point you will come you will come i'm walking i'm walking It took 25 years for Abraham to put his Isaac on the altar. Still working. But it doesn't have to take 25 years. Okay. And whoever does not bear his cross and come after me, cannot be my disciple. Okay. So, Deuteronomy chapter 20, the officers will speak further. He's still not over with, Okay. What man is there who's fearful and... Faint-hearted means his heart is melting. <laughs> Let him go and return to his house, lest the heart of his brothers also faint. <sighs> what will happen to you? You have two daughters. What is going to happen to you, Vijay? How are you going to educate them? How are you going to bring them to the Lord? How, do, how are you going to get you get them married? Who will marry them? Baba, what are you? you I am not worried. Why are you worried? This is the words that I used to, you have two daughters, two daughters, you should be very careful before making all these decisions. I'm careful, therefore I made a decision that they don't know. (laughs) You understand? I'm careful and therefore I made a decision. That is the reason why I started with the what of God? Ah, fear of God because that is the ABC let him return to his house lest his the heart of his brethren faint like his heart out. so how do we do it how do we do it I'll tell you I'll tell you how we do it Deuteronomy chapter 30 actually it's not Jutronomy chapter 30 it is Numbers chapter 30 oh no I didn't put it oh, hold on please Uh, Can you put, uh, numbers chapter 32? Oh no. No, 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 no. Yo. How could I miss it? 32. I'll tell you the exact verse. Tell me. Hold on, hold on bro. Uh, verse. 5 to 8. 5 to 5, to five onwards again. So on. This is when uh, Reuben, Gad, and half the tribe of Manasseh. Okay. Uh, have you put it in the NKJV? Yes. Okay. Is there? Are you putting it? Yes. Okay. Therefore, they said, if you have found favor in your sight, this is Reuben and Gad, and half the tribe of Manasseh. Their eyes were was on what? Their ice was on grass, basically. Okay, thank you. That is that is what I'm looking after. Okay, now I'm looking for. Their ice was on grass. Okay, I told you no. I have a cow. Its name is Mao. Okay, Mao eats grass. It gives milk. That's all I know. Therefore, Reuben, Gad, and half the tribe of Manasseh came and said, "Baba, we love this grass. We don't want Promised Land and all that stuff." Enough, satisfied content. John and East, <laughs> we are absolutely hope, okay with it. Who's going to go all the way? And then they come and give this in, uh, this request to Mo- uh, Moses. Therefore, they said, if we have found favor in your side, look at this guys, huh? They know how to do maska, But, uh, Moses is, he, he, this is basically buttering, okay? In, 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 in Indian language, maska means flattery. Hmm? Therefore, Yeah. Therefore, they said, if we have found favor in your sight, let this land be given to your servants as a, as a possession. Do not take over take, us over take us over Jordan. And Moses said to the children of Gad and to the children of Reuben, Shall your brethren go to war while you sit here nicely? Bah look at this. He's speaking their heart, okay? Now, why will you discourage the heart of the children of Israel from going over into the land which the Lord your God has given them? What is again? You're discouraging the heart by going over. Why? You have made a decision by sitting and compromising with the world and when you did that, you're making the hearts of your brothers faint. What have we done? You have compromised. You've compromised, and you made the other brother's heart faint. And if that brother's heart, if that brother's not a senior believer, you know what's going to happen? You would have caused him to stumble, and said they would have also said, "We also want to sit here. We also don't want to come." The problem is there will be one batch who will never learn their lessons. Ultimately, after several years, when Jesus comes, what are these gatherings doing? Rearing pigs. Why? Because their mind was on grass. Anyway, let's move on. So that is the reason why. And the Lord your God, what should you do? He has to circumcise our heart and the heart of your descendants, so that you should love the Lord. That he has to cut off, cut off the world. He has to take us into situations and trials, and we say, we know, Lord, this world, like, you know what? That's exactly lot. Lot, the problem with Lot, Lot was a stiff-necked fellow. He never learned his lessons. Okay, he went into the world, but he never allowed God to circumcise his heart. I'll tell you, God will circumcise your heart. But do you know what? Je- De- Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 15. The Lord delighted only in your fathers, uh, verse 15 onwards, to love them. He chose their descendants after them. You above all the peoples as it is this day. Therefore, you circumcise the foreskin of your heart and do not be. Ah! How do you allow God to circumcise you? By obeying, by not rebelling by obeying and not rebelling not by going back to the world once yeah, thank you Abraham for saving my life I'm going back to, sort of, finished, over see that that is the reason why again, you know what the spirit of the Lord comes again Acts chapter 7, no? You know this verse very well. You stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears. You always, what? Resist the Holy Spirit. Don't resist, don't resist his wooing. That is the reason why. Why? He will take you through trials. What is the, what is the process of uh, circumcision? You know what it says? We also glory in tribulations. Why? Tribulations works perseverance or patience. And patience works proven character. And proven character produces what? hope and hope does not disappoint why because the love of god is shed abroad in our hearts through the holy spirit that is the process of circumcision this through trial through testing and through situations where god is the uh, the testing of your faith which is more precious than gold which perishes your faith has to be tested unless your faith is tested it cannot be trusted your heart your heart your heart And God has to allow cutting away, cutting away, testing him, testing him. And when he keeps testing you, what will happen? You will, your weights will get reduced and reduced. I mean, weight will get reduced and reduced, reduced. Yeah, my trousers are getting tight. So I know, I know the writing is on the wall. So I will, I'm not going to give up on that. Okay. Which of the prophets, he says. Circumcised or heart. you stiff necked and uncircumcised. And what, what happens? What comes here again? What comes here again is a is a work of the Holy Spirit in our lives, right? He is one person whom we can never do without. Impossible. The wooings of the Holy Spirit. Wooings of the Holy Spirit. Don't become stiff-necked. Okay, in little little things. Okay. You always resist the Holy Spirit as your fathers did. So do you also. Which of the prophets did your did your fathers not persecute? And they killed those who foretold the coming of the just one, of whom you now have become betrayers and murderers who have received the law but by the direction of the angels and have not kept it. So don't resist him. Don't resist his workings in our life. Okay, don't resist him. Okay. Be submissive. Obey. All right. If you love me, you will keep my commands. Alright. So first, guard your heart in the fear of the Lord. Second, guard your heart in the love of the Lord. Guard your heart by allowing constant examination. Okay? Because you should know, no? Right? How do you do it? Deuteronomy chapter 8. I told you. That is in our testings and trials. And you shall remember the Lord your God who led you all the way these 40 years. You see, everything is found in Deuteronomy. (laughs) I told you now, everything I kept in Deuteronomy today is one of my favorite books in the Bible. And the first time when I read it completely, I people actually scared me when I was uh, growing up. You will never understand the Bible, especially prophets and the Old Testament, the law, you will not even understand. They scared me. So when I actually started reading it for myself and not in simple language like NIV or anything, I was actually reading in KJV for the very first time. I was enjoying it. And I said, they have sold me a bill of goods. They lied to me. I understood it. And you know, Deuteronomy has 34 chapters. You can finish it every once in a month. If you plan it out, plan it out. And you will have a rich heritage. It's a remarkable book. Because Jesus himself meditated on the book. Okay, When he fought Satan. So I'm just giving you cues and uh, and, and inspirations so that you can read Deuteronomy. It's a beautiful book. You can read it. Enjoy it. You shall remember that the Lord your God led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you, to Test you to know huh, what was in your heart. So what, what happened? Whether you would keep his commandments or not. So he humbled you. He allowed you to hunger. Fed you with manna which your fathers did not know. Nor did, nor did your fathers uh, know uh, that he might make you know that man shall not live by bread alone. But by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Your garments did not wear out. Nor did your foot swell these 40 years. You should know that you should know in your heart that as a man chastens his son so the Lord chastens you. The Lord God chastens you. Constant chastening is important. That is what we call as cutting. So what what does Hebrews chapter 12 say? You have not resisted to the bloodshed striving against him. And you have forgotten the exhortation, which speaks to you as sons. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord. Okay? Do not despise the chastening of the Lord. So, when you are chastened, you are actually being tested. Okay. And you're being rebuked? Will you get offended? Okay. Will you obey? Hmm. Second kind of testing. Test you with false doctrine. You know that? That is also found in there. Deuteronomy. Okay. I'll show you. Deuteronomy chapter 13. If there arises a prophet among you, a dreamer of dreams, he gives you a sign or a wonder, and the sign and the wonder comes to pass. Kya baat Kya baat Of which he spoke to you, saying, Let us go after other gods which you have not known, and let us serve them. You shall not listen to the words of the prophet or the dreamer of dreams. Why? For the Lord your God is testing you to know whether you love the Lord your God with what? All of your heart. And with all of your soul. You shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him. You see that? And keep his commandments, obey his voice, you shall serve him and you shall hold fast. So many things. Walk, fear, keep, obey, serve, hold fast. Six things. Okay, in order to pass the test of false doctrine. Do you know that? The treasure over there. Meditate upon that. First Corinthians chapter 11, verse 19. For there must be also factions among you that those who are approved may be recognized. You should be approved. Tested. So guard your heart and test your heart. How do you guard your heart? By allowing it to be tested and showing, seeing, oh my goodness, there is there that propensity to be, to get, to get deceived. My goodness. Somebody shows some Maya Jala and I just go after him. No, 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 no. I want to guard my heart. I want to guard my heart. In the, it comes in subtle ways. You have to always guard your heart. Always. Always. And finally, the most important for the day. Everybody read it. Adi. Because pride is a matter of the heart. Deuteronomy chapter 9. Again, you see, everything is in Deuteronomy. Do not let your, do not think in your heart. Do not You see, all the thoughts in your heart, everything in your heart, after the Lord your God has cast them out from before you saying, because of my righteousness, oh, self-righteousness, my goodness, that is going to be the greatest downfall of believers who are truly walking. I'm better than the others. Look at those fellows, unconsecrated fellows. Look at me. Because of my righteousness, the Lord has brought me into possessed land. But it is because of the wickedness of these nations that the Lord is driving them out before you. Never let this happen. My goodness, I'm telling you the spirit of self-righteousness. It is a demonic spirit. Look at what it says in Ezekiel chapter 28 verse 17. This is about Satan himself. Your heart was lifted up because of your... What is your beauty now you have? What is the beauty you have? Ah, righteousness, garments of righteousness, no. Such a nice man, Vijay is. Such a righteous, godly man. Such a uh, committed man. Hates money. Okay. He doesn't want honor. Why? Wow. And you because I've arrived now. Finished. Gone case. Look at his preaching. Look at his teaching. Oh, all that stuff. Becomes a big stumbling block. Do you know that? Look at what it says in Ezekiel chapter 33. Therefore, you, O son of man, say to the children of your people, the righteousness of the righteous man, (laughs) okay, shall not deliver him in the day of his transgression. How does he transgress, Baba? As for the wickedness of the wicked, he shall not fall because of the, um, on the day that he turns from the wickedness, nor shall the righteousness be able to live because of his righteousness in the day that he sins. When I say to the righteous that he shall surely live, but he trusts in his own righteousness, ah, ah the problem is that, and commits iniquity, none of his righteous works will be remembered. He's gone. Biggest problem will be spiritual pride. Guard your heart. Let me tell you something. Apostle Paul himself was not exempt from this. The, after Jesus Christ, who it is? Who is it in the Bible? Apostle Paul. Look at what his testimony is. Okay. Before we go there. Uh, Yeah, we can look at it. Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. Lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of revelations. A thorn in the flesh was given to me a messenger from Satan. My goodness. Apostle Paul. In other words, in our flesh, there is a capacity to somehow uh, take the glory for all the revelations that we have received. As if, as if it was not a gift from God. Now, let me tell you something. You can work hard. You can memorize the Bible. You can study. You can get multiple concordances and and create a fantastic sermon. But you know what? It will be absolutely dead without revelation. Understand? Concerning this, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And He said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. Why? God resists the proud and he gives grace to the humble for my strength is made perfect in you because when Jeshurun grew fat he kicked Baba guard your heart from pride a lot of people they do little they get proud immediately God humbles thank God for that okay and therefore most gladly I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me therefore I take pleasure In infirmities and reproaches and needs and persecutions and distresses for the for the sake of Christ. For when I'm weak, then I'm strong. So we looked at four. What is the first thing? Guard your heart in the fear of God. Second, guard your heart in the love of God. Guard your heart by constantly allowing it to be tested. And four, guard your heart from the pride, from pride. Okay, more four, four important truths. Very, very important truths for us to take to heart. Why? Let us go back to the first slide. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Watch your heart. Guard your heart. From pride, from arrogance is exactly what happens to Paul to Saul. First, he had a very low esteem about himself. That's the reason why he says, when you were low in your own eyes, did I not make you king over Israel? What happened? First, first uh, victory, second victory, third victory, you started blowing your trumpet. Now by the time you come to chapter 15, you have made a monument also for yourself. Finished. Ikhabod. Guard your heart. And you know what's the difference between Saul. And David, David's heart smote him. David's heart smote him. Saul's heart said, how great thou art. (laughs) You see, David's heart smote him. Saul's heart said, how great thou art, Saul. We don't want to be that. Keep humble, Lord. Keep us, enable us to constantly keep humbling ourselves. And let us not grow before our time. Did I say that? Let us not grow before our time. In time. For there is a time for everything under the sun. Let it happen. Because he makes all things beautiful in his time. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, we just want to thank you, Father, for this day. We pray, Father, we believe that you have spoken to our hearts. I pray, Father, that we will continue to guard our heart. With all diligence, knowing that from out of it come the issues of life. Grant us grace to that and we pray. We thank you, we praise you. For in Jesus' mighty name, Amen. God bless you. Have a blessed week.